Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. 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 Notes in VMS. Empowerment. Welcome, and God bless you, and all that wonderful things. Good evening. This is the Sparks James Family Bible Study, and I'd like to welcome you to the broadcast. We have a guest instructor tonight, which is my husband, Deacon Carlton James. However, um, we're waiting for Deacon James to appear, and so while we're waiting, we're just going to do a little praise and worship. We should be here momentarily. So let's just enjoy a little music. Let us open up with prayer. 
my my beautiful wife, Corlette, will start us off in prayer. Amen. Father God, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you, Father God, for another chance and another opportunity to unite as a family, O oh Lord God, and partake of your word to learn even the more of you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We come before you with a heart of thanksgiving for all that you are doing within this family unit, Father, knitting us together in your love. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Now, Father, we pray that you would reveal even more of yourself to us through my husband. And we thank you for this time. May we retain that that we learn in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It is so. It is so. It is so. Hey, now, in honor of the fact that since we last met Bible study, we now have two or three brand new blood bought watch people in the faith. Sabrina. My goddaughter. My granddaughter, Aunt Asia. Uh oh. Grandson Mark Anthony is, is not with us tonight. And we also have our other daughter, Akilah. And we have the one person who who actually asked for this Bible study, our daughter, so <laughs> okay, tonight's study we're going to be coming from uh, chapter, uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. This chapter I call the blessed chapter. Chapter 5 of sacred Matthew. And I call it the blessed chapter because third verse, it goes into the, the blessings. And, of course, now this is coming off of the sermon from off the mound, from the mound. And I'm sorry, did you say something? I was just talking to myself. I said the Beatitudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm going to start at uh, the third verse where it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, but theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Four says, Blessed are they that mourn, but they shall be comforted. Five says, Blessed are the meek, but they shall inherit the earth. Six says, Blessed are they do hunger and thirst after righteousness, but they shall be filled. Seven, blessed are the merciful, but they shall obtain mercy. Eight, blessed are the pure at heart, but they shall see God. Nine, blessed are the peacemakers, but they shall be called the children 
of God. They always say the children of the Most High. <laughs> yes. Ten, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Eleven, blessed are ye which men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of, of evil against you falsely for my, for my name's sake, for my sake. That's, that's, that's our Lord and Savior speaking. And 12 says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted, for so persecuted they, the prophets which were before you. And I, I read all that just to let you know that, just to let our, our, our new believers in faith know that you are blessed. You were blessed when you went into the watery grave. You were double blessed when you came out. You're blessed. Now, a lot of people will tell you you take that blessing with a, with a grain of salt because you, what you have done is you open yourself up, everything that the, the enemy could possibly bring at you, he's going to be bringing at you. Because now you, you've totally rejected him and you've claimed his, his worst enemy. You claim his worst enemy as your savior, as your life friend, your partner in crime. Of course, the crime ain't, ain't no more around you anymore because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ he took care of all that on the cross. Before I go any further, I would like to get some thoughts from uh, everyone. Anybody? Babe? No? 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 No questions? Okay. Okay. Uh, not trying to deviate from the lesson, but uh, I would like to to, uh, to uh, get some things out of the way for as our, our, our last thing, we had some uh, homework assignment.
the twelve called followers. Like, the twelve mm-hmm. call, called. Oh, I, I guess I should. I, I'm 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 gonna explain that one to you guys. I, that was a set up mm-hmm. question. Because actually, there's two answers in that question. No. Disciples is correct. That's one. Mm -hmm. But the other answer is not. They were followers, yes. They were his followers. Matter of fact, they they were the first ones that that he called. But if you look closely, one word I'm looking for, you guys overlooked. They were also the first. Yes, 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 it does in my book. In, in which verse? I mean, they're listed throughout the New Testament. Okay, hold on. Let me. Let me show y'all, because I can back up what I say. <laughs> Should we do the homework after the study? Oh, homework is included in the study. The homework is not what he, part of what he's reading or teaching on. We're doing a broadcast. She was saying, can we go over the homework after the Bible study? So we're going to run over time on the broadcast. We're on a 45-minute broadcast. Oh, okay. Well, I I was incorporating the the thing into it. We're putting it all together. We still got 29 minutes left. Okay. But, 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 um, um, my frame of of, of 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 leading the study is all uh, tied into the homework that I give because it's, it's all a, a a learning process. No, it's all good. No problem. It's all good. No. It's all good. It's all good. It's um. Okay, now, chapter 10, chapter 10 of of, of, uh, Matthew, yeah, second, second verse. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. At the head, the very top, it says, and when he called to him his 12 disciples, he gave them powers to get unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Huh. All right, all right. Now, y'all don't tell me it wasn't in there. Okay. It's all good. 
So good. All right. Kayla, did, did you do the homework? You did? Okay. Well, you take question three then. Uh, in what words can you find the words for you? Oh, okay. We have Matthew, Matthew 6, 9, 13, and Luke 11. Whoa! Hold the phone. I thought I was going to get that on that one. <laughs> 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 All right. Y'all with me on that. All right. Good. Good. Antasia? Huh? Oh, number four? Yes. In what books? Well, what books are books by the Dr. Khan and Matthew Luke? What? Trust me. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Bree, what? Take the last one.
no. What you're referring to is, is one of the uh, commandments. Treating people as you want to be treated. Uh, uh, you know, um, the sermon basically, he, well, you know, now he he went over a multitude of things. He talked about uh, how how we should be, how we should be treated. Yes, he talked about adultery. Yes, he talked about uh, 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 money, finances. Talked about his his father in heaven. He talked about um, how how you should. Uh, 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 well, yeah, he talks about how you should treat others, too. He talked about that on, on the mound, too. That's another thing he didn't talk about. He did talk about that. You're right. Uh, Dang, you all sound like you're too short. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm positive he said it. I could, I could tell you in, uh, in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 47, he said, And if ye salute your brethren only... Do ye more than others? Do not even the Republican, the Republican. So, huh? No, that's cool. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You know, of course, though. You know, he also. he brought up quite a few different points. He was telling people, mostly, uh, uh, I want to say the uh, uh, um, a lot of the people that were there were mostly there to, to really um, accuse him of different things and to let him know. Uh, well, not really to let him know because he already knew what, what they was what they was where they was coming from, and they were really trying to get a feel. Well, how could he come up with all this stuff, you know? That because he was he, he was uh, telling the Pharisees, the Pharisees felt that he was the the the, uh, the son of God, but they could not admit it because if they admitted the fact that he was God, then that, that would be going in not only into their beliefs but into their pockets because they had a stranglehold on all on, on all the money. Everything that came into the temple, it came through them. And if it didn't come through them, they wouldn't allow it in the temple. So Jesus come on the scene, and and he's and he even turned everything upside down, because he's talking about how things are supposed to be, how they're supposed to react, what they're supposed to do. So everything at that point, the shoe turned, because they was like, okay, we feel threatened by this guy, because not only we, for the, for the longest, all we could do is talk and tell them about different things. But this guy come up, and he don't have to, you know, not only does he tell them about it, but he can actually do stuff. You bring your sick to him, and he can heal them, you know. He can tell you exactly what's going on with you before 
even get a chance to tell him what's happening. He wasn't with you the other evening, but he could tell you all everything that you did. And, you know, for a lot of the, instead of the Pharisees embracing, embracing him and saying, okay, now we should get to know this guy, what it, what it did is it put fear in their hearts. They first of all they thought about their their bank account. Second thing they thought about was, hey, our followers. We are not the high people anymore. People won't come to us for decisions and for things that are really supposed to be going on. They won't come to us anymore. They're gonna be trying to find this dude because his thing spread it went went throughout. Everybody wanted to know who he was. Everybody wanted to get close to him. Everybody felt to the fact that all I got to do, even even down to the fact to the, the to the woman with the issue of blood, she got to the point to where she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I would be healed. And after she muzzled through the crowd just to get to him, and she did touch the hem of his garment, he spoke to all his people because he was surrounded by people. He spoke to all his friends and told them to that, whoa, somebody just touched me. And all his boys, you know, they're around him, too, and they looked at him, and they're like, yo, of course people touching you, man. I mean, you know, you're surrounded by people. People all over. He said, no, no, somebody touched me. And when it, it scared her at first because she was like, yo, I don't want to admit to the fact that I touched him. And then he told her, hey, daughter, your faith is what cured you. You believe that just by touching the hem of my garment, you would be healed. And from that time, the issue of the issue that she had with the issue of blood, she was healed from it at that instant. Not to okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Kilo, you got anything you want else? <laughs> no, no, I mean, come on, come on. Do you have anything you, you want to, question you want to ask, something that you're not clear on? Okay. All right, well, since you don't have any questions for me, then that brings me to, I'm going to have to ask you some questions then. Okay. Okay. Now, the one question that I didn't put on the thing that I really have to ask, that I, I guess I should have asked, was um, um, when he was walking, when, when, when he went by the Sea of Galilee, who did he ask to come with him? We're still in the Matthew. Matthew chapter 4. We're still in chapter We're in chapter, chapter five. Well, I'm sorry. We did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I bounced chapter around. Four? Chapter 4. Peter? Uh, um, yes, it was Simon Peter and who else? Andrew, yeah, Andrew okay. Come, come on, girl. And 
two gentlemen that he called. And what relations were they? I'm Okay. All right. Now, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. What famous statement that everybody uses at this point that Jesus said to Simon Peter? Say it one more time. What statement everybody uses, the, the, the one statement that he, that Jesus the Christ, he told Peter? And everybody tried to incorporate it in, in their own speech at this point. Everybody in the Bible, everybody in modern day times. Both. You have quite a few uh, orators that, that uses it, and, and you have quite a few people from the Bible use it. Okay, I'm lost on that. That's right. That's exactly what he said. He said, he said, follow me. And I, you get, they said that we are fishermen. And he said, follow me, and I will teach you to be fishers of men. Kayla, <laughs> you came up with that one. You said you were just joking. Huh? Whoa. All right. Okay. Oh. God. All right. You're in 16? Yeah. Okay. And what does the red writing mean? That's um, Venus. All right. All right. All right. All right. Amen. trying to get off off anything. Over to John. Oh, okay. All right. 
Okay, Bree, you want you want to go to John so badly. Let's go to John. John one. Saint John one, and it says what? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. 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 When he came on the scene, Jesus was was first called. Everybody was thought that he was what? Yes, that's his. That was his workstation. But what was he? Uh, what 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 did most men consider him as? Well, his disciples. What did they consider him as? And to the point to where they even wrote it down. That's yeah. But yeah, but but before they they got to all of that, they they specifically bestowed something on him that was written down in the book of John. John himself wrote it, fourth fourth verse, first chapter. In him was life, and the life was the light of the of men. Thank you. Walked on the earth when he was here. What did men consider him? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Thank you. What, what do they call him that? What do they the light of men? <laughs> what do they call him that? Well, from the time that that, that he this, when he started, well, um, he, they really like sat up there and said that whole thing. That's what they called him. No, the no, no, they called him. They thought that well. They knew he was he, he was different than, than they were. He, they knew that. Peter himself, when when he asked his disciples, "Who do you say that I am?" Peter himself said that he was what. Peter said he was the Christ. And Jesus, in response, told Peter that man did not reveal that. You. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. My Father in heaven revealed that to you. Okay, you guys, I'm sorry. Am I only confused? I'm only first to ask the question now. Okay, so then you got to explain that to Tasia right in time. In, in other words, what Tasia is asking, and I understand the question, is when did they call him the light of man? I, I kind of misled you on that one. I'm sorry. That that was my mistake. That's, okay. Of course, though, now everybody knows that the Gospels is the writing of, of the people that was with Jesus Christ after he, you know, they was with him, but they wrote this after he was uh, departed. Uh, after he departed from the earth. Uh, after he ascended to heaven. Right? Everybody knows this. And they... They call it the Gospels because everybody has their own take 
of what went down. If you start off in Matthew, Matthew has his take about how it how it all went down. Mark was one of the uh, the common, my understanding, his 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 uh, his uh, 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 words about it, according to him, wasn't as 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 profound as 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 Matthew wasn't profound as Luke, and definitely wasn't as profound as John. Mark was pretty, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that he was saying, I was kind of like, I wonder if he was really there or somebody told him. You know, just the way he kind of like haphazardly went over stuff. When, especially when you read, like, uh, when you read Matthew or you read Luke, they have a, a detailed description of, of what went down, even to the point of the transfiguration when he went to the mound and, and transformed. Mark looked at it and, and explained it in what, not even a, a, a chapter, not even two. He, he ran it down real quick, a couple of verses, and boom, it was over. Whereas everybody else went into detail to tell you exactly how people, not only how they felt, but what Jesus, after it was over, what he told them, that who was with him. I think that the gospel, first of all, the word gospel is translated into good news. Yeah. So it's the good news of who Christ was when he was on the earth day. day. And, and as I explained to you before, that these are all letters that were written, um, kind of rehashing what they had experienced. But I think that they wrote it from their statue in life. You know, it was like Matthew was a tax collector. Um, Luke was a physician, you know. Um, so you know what I'm saying. Everybody had different takes on it, but they they were at different levels in their communication mm. as well. You know, John was the younger one, but it is said that when he wrote this, he was an elderly man. So he was looking back after years of study and spending time with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit. Um, he wrote this. John is also the same one that wrote Revelation. Mm-hmm. So they call him John the Revelator. Mm-hmm. Okay, because remember, there's two different Johns. John the Baptist is one person. John who wrote the Gospel is a different John. Right. Not the same. Not the same one. As I heard you say that earlier about John the Baptist. John the Baptist, remember, I was telling you, was Jesus' cousin. Yeah. And he was the forerunner for Christ. You hear, you read some things about John the Baptist, but John the Baptist did not write any of the New Testament. Oh. Okay. Um, so that way you can keep it straight. Um, but, yeah, John, John, as they say, St. John or whatever, John the Revelator, he um, was younger than the rest of them when they walked with Christ. Um, but... He is really one of the only and very few disciples that did not die, like, from crucifixion or being boiled or all the other different ways. Like, oh, yeah, they, the apostles, um, mm-hmm. they literally lived and died for the sake of, for the cause of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ was crucified. Peter was crucified upside mm-hmm. down because he said he wasn't worthy to be crucified in the same time. Right. Um, yeah. They, you know, but they, their belief in Christ was such a place, once they got past um, Pentecost, <clears throat> once they got endowed with the Holy Spirit, to where it transformed them. 
into different individuals and it transformed them to the point of standing even unto death on their faith. Whereas right after Christ was crucified, before he came and revealed himself to them, they cowered, they were scared, they all went away and hid, mm-hmm. you know, because they were frightened. But when you get through with John, we're going to take a, a journey through Acts. Mm-hmm. And Acts was also written by Luke. Mm-hmm. The same Luke that wrote um, the Gospel of Luke, he wrote Acts as well. Um, and you'll find in the second chapter of Acts some really, really exciting stuff that happened. Once you get through John, you'll be ready for Acts. You'll be ready to, mm-hmm. to receive the Holy Spirit in his fullness. That's what Acts will do for you. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm sorry, I just wanted to explain that. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's the broadcast that there was 90 seconds left in the broadcast. So, uh, so we're just about at an end. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> you want to close us down in prayer? Well, I opened. You can close. No. Do <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to close us down in prayer? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Our Father, our Father and our God, we just give you thanks and we give you praise. We thank you for this coming together to study your word, we ask that you write your words on our hearts and our minds. We ask that you instill your will within us. Lead God and direct our path. We ask this. We ask that you open our hearts and still us with your presence. These blessings we ask in the name of your loving Son, Jesus Christ. And we all say, It is so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I'm halfway through it.